This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast family. I thought you meant the things you need. What is up, everybody? Bet and Breakfast on a Monday morning. We're live 7 a.m. with my guy, Donovan Smoot. I'm Peter Dewey. Um, got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Uh, big all-star weekend in the NBA. One of the best weekends of the year just passed. So, Donovan, got to ask you, early impressions, what do we like from this weekend? Three-point contest, NBA dunk contest, whatever you got. What was your, your favorite part of this weekend? So, to be honest, the skills challenge was actually, like, it went a little long, but it was actually, like, refreshing because I, I wasn't a fan of, like, the old, of the uh, of the style that the NBA had went to where they have people going against each other because as a, it felt so short and every single race, no matter if somebody hit, like, a half-court shot to to win the race, it always felt anticlimactic. So, I kind of liked the, the new format. I and I have to say, like the game was the game was actually really good. It was really close the entire time. Um, but and I, I think I think you're you're gonna feel the same way. That was the worst dunk contest I've ever seen in my life. And we've seen a Jeremy Evans dunk contest. Like Jeremy Evans win a dunk contest. And that what we saw on Saturday night was trash. Yeah, it was just it was just weird, dude. Like they did I can't like it. So many missed attempts that like weren't technically misses. Like it just felt like everybody was doing their dunk like seven times. Like you just watch them. Like you knew what they were trying to do. They couldn't either get the ball or get it off. And it's just like for me with the dunk contest. Like I just it's got to be like the flash, but you also need like it to kind of go quickly when you have it at the end of the night. And like it just seemed to drag out. And like it made the dunks. Like my thing with the dunk contest is I think you should be penalized if you don't make it on the first try because like it just makes it it takes the like the shock factor away. Yes. Like if you watch the guy go up and he tries to do whatever it is, you know, an under the legs 360 whatever it is and you try it three times like you know what's coming. So when you eventually get the dunk it's like, "Eh, yeah, it was cool. It was great." Like these guys are insane athletes, but like it just it just didn't have any of the wow factor. Not having the star players hurts too. Um, but I thought my favorite part, honestly, I thought was the game, which I rarely ever say, I think. Yeah. Um, the game was just fantastic. Like you said, it was fantastic. It was close the entire time. There were different guys going off. Like Steph had 50, couldn't miss a three. Then you had like Embiid had a really good game. I think he finished with 36. Um, LeBron hits the game winner, which is just like exactly what the NBA wants. Like storybook, him in Cleveland hitting the game winner. Like it was, that was like the one of the most fun All Star games. I think the NBA just has such a, they do such a good job. Like you don't see the defense and stuff, but you can like showcase everybody's talent so well. It's it's really nice. Yeah, I 
But listen, and so for full disclosure, right? I I was I was keeping up with with the game. I knew it was close the whole time. But um, Sundays have become Euphoria Day um, mm-hmm. for me, and so I watched the first quarter. And there was there was like fifteen minutes, and then I turned on Euphoria. Um, you know, shout out Zendaya, shout out Lexi. This episode was really really good. And then I come back, and it's, and so I was able to catch like the second half because they had the, the long second half. And uh, and so I tuned in just to see Steph go crazy. It's you know it sucks so much because, and I love Steph. I knew he was gonna sell down the stretch. I <laughs> I knew that he was not going to going to call game because just because he he has that just you know that little bit of like not clutch in him to to where because if. He should have – Steph should have had the record. He should have had 53 and, like, 17 threes and should have had the game-winning shot. And he just kept forcing and forcing and forcing, and he couldn't do it. And so LeBron had to go, go in and save him. And I knew that I knew that, that was going to happen. It sucks because I love Steph so much. But it was it was, a, it was a really, really fun ending. I think, like, they have something with the Elam ending. And, yeah. Um, they need to keep it to, to the All-Star game, though. I remember after the first one, they were saying, like, oh, maybe we should implement this to, like, every game. No, like, keep keep this to the All-Star game. But it's still a really, really – it was a really, really great night, though, especially with the NBA 75. Yeah, the NBA 75, the halftime show, was really cool to have, like, all those guys out there. I mean, it was insane um, to have that many, like, legends in the same place. It's, like, yeah. really, really cool to think about. Um but the thing I, I was thinking, good, staying on the point of the Elam ending, like I don't think they should put it in regular season games, but I wonder, is it worth putting that in regular season overtime games? Like, do you throw that in instead of playing five minutes in overtime? It's like first to 10 points in overtime. And that's just how you do overtime. And that way you avoid double, triple overtime where these guys have to play 50 minutes, um, you know, potentially on the front end of a back-to-back in the middle of like January. Like there's just no reason for that, I think. So I wonder if that's worth it because it was fun last night. Like you see the difference too. Like we talk about like how all-star games, like in different sports, there's just nobody like baseball. They, they try actually, I, I will give baseball that, but like the pro bowl is a joke. Like nobody's trying and rightfully so you don't want any of those guys to get hurt. But like the cool thing about the NBA all-star game is you get the three quarters of the showmanship, the jaw, crazy dunks, the Steph shooting from 50 feet, trying to make every shot. Then you get that last quarter, and it's like the greatest pickup game on earth. Like, yeah. it's like we're playing the 21, and like, who can get a stop? Like, it was unreal. Like, Giannis pinning Chris Middleton's shot at the end of the game. Like, it was just like they went from like, we're just joking around playing, like, shooting in the backyard to like, okay, let's get real. Like, next game, like, who Wait, next to win? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I, I love it for the All Star game for sure. I, I, I've never thought about implementing it into overtime and i love that idea i think it would probably have to be like college right because in my in my head Mm -hmm. i still think that you should have like a time for for maybe like the first overtime so maybe it's like in college where once you get to a certain overtime it's the elam ending and so like you can still have like a traditional overtime and still rock with that but i i really like the idea that's that's actually really really good i think i just think it makes sense for like what they talk about in terms of like trying to limit, you know, how much these like the player safety stuff, like trying to limit how many minutes these guys are really playing. Like, I just think like you watch double overtime games and it's horrible basketball. 
Like it's horrible basketball because you've got guys playing 50 something minutes. Like everybody's gassed. You miss a ton of shots. Like the um the Knicks game in the first game of the season was terrible basketball. The the season over that went double overtime. It was but but don't don't say it wasn't exciting though. It was, it was. I'll give you that. It was it was exciting. And I think that I don't know, it's even though that, that LeBron gamed it and it was still like really, really good, I think that there's still something to having a buzzer beater and having mm-hmm. like three seconds on three seconds on the clock or five seconds, whatever, and having somebody knock it in with the time running down rather than, okay, we're just going to go until I, until I make it. It's, it's yeah. still something a little bit different and just like a, a little bit, you know, extra. But I think in the regular season, yeah, we can we can add that. Yeah, I wouldn't do it in the playoffs. I feel like the playoffs you have to keep it time. But like yeah, regular season, that. I think I think it could be worth worth it. Um, sticking with All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. anything you would change? Obviously, we talked the dunk contest is just it's dying, man. They need better players to to start doing it. But anything you would change? You have like any thoughts on on what they can make it better? Um, so I, I've outside outside of the dunk contest, um, one. I would actually think about putting the three point contest last now. Mm. I, I I think it I think it's it's about time to to do that, especially with, with the state of the dunk contest. Um, I would do that. I like I like the new format of the skills challenge. I would bring back the shooting stars challenge. I, yes, I, would, I love I would, that. I would bring back the the shooting stars challenge. And I would try to make the skills challenge a little bit shorter because it dragged on, and maybe it dragged on because they had that awful promo for the Curry's new show, and that just that didn't need to happen. And they, as much as I like, am a fan of them, they were rightfully booed. Um, that 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 promo was awful. Two chains didn't need to be up. Two chains, you know, he didn't say a word while he was there, right? Yeah. Like when, when he was on stage, he was just two chains, and they would. The only reason he was up there was because people knew who he was and they were trying to plug the show. Um, so I would say never to do that again. But I agree. <laughs> but th- those would kind of be my two things, especially with, with the three-point contest being last now. Yeah, I think the three-point contest, I mean, I can't believe Cat won. Like, he was plus 1,500, I think, at Wimbet. Yeah. He was, like, the lowest on Lazos, and he, he won. Um, I think it just gives you the most intrigue and, like, it is really the three point contest is really really exciting, especially with the way the game's gone, where that's like the most important part, or you have mm-hmm. to have guys who can hit the three. Um, but I agree. I think the dunk contest ha- like I think you have to make it earlier, just because if it's going to end like that, like it was, they said to top and which I thought was a crazy question to ask him. Like if, if people are saying this dunk contest like isn't good, but like it was a horrible ending to the night. Like it was a good night. Like I agree. I was down on the skills challenge. I thought it was better than. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. And then, like, you just had the dunk contest. It's kind of, like, ruined the whole thing. But I, the shooting stars thing, I think that has to come back. That was my one of my favorite events when they had it, Um. especially with the way, like, basketball is going where, like, being able to shoot the ball from basically anywhere on the floor is, like, so important. I just think, like, it showcases the game really well. And you get the fun of everybody has to hit that half-court shot. And whoever hits it first, like I thought that event was really cool. You got the WNBA involved. You got some legends involved. Like that, I thought was like the perfect crossover, especially when you were doing NBA seventy five. Exactly. Yeah. All star game. Like it was so easy. Everybody was already there. Um, 
I think that Except would be cool. Jordan, who's at Daytona. He got there for the halftime ceremony, <laughs> though. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. If Bubba had won, I wonder if he would have missed it. I feel like yeah. he would have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that would be my my big change. I think they should bring that one back. And like you could definitely find a way if you just started it at seven instead of eight. Like they started at eight with the skills challenge, and the skills challenge was long. And so like if you start at like seven thirty and you did the shooting stars challenge, like that's not too crazy. I feel like you could still fit everything in. Yeah, they and the NBA they they try to do because I think that they recognize that in terms of culture and like you know celebrities. NBA All-Star Weekend is where it's at. And so they try to provide like a full experience in terms of performances and, you know, I, like the, and obviously, you know, you have the thing with, with the Currys and their show and trying to make everything just like completely interactive and not all about basketball, but that's why everybody's here. So I, yeah. I, so I can see a lane where they go and one again, don't ever do a promo like that again, or two, don't have DJ Khaled up there just yelling <laughs> and don't, don't have him just, you know, him and whoever song that he produced, um, you know, performing a song and you can save 30 minutes right there and put the, put the shooting stars. I promise nobody's going to be upset that it's just a basketball field night. There's yeah. enough celebrities walking around. People can see them. Um, you can have something. You already have like the introductions, um, of all of all the players in basically every event, so I think it, you can have your entertainment in the in the introductions, and you'll be just fine. Yeah, who nobody is going. I mean, if you are, I go for it. But who is going to the All Star game to watch DJ Khaled perform? Like, come on, no, like no. we're here, we're here to watch basketball. That's what no, that's no. what it's all about. Um, but sticking with some basketball, some NBA basketball. Yeah, second half futures, my guy. Who who we like down the stretch of this year? It's been a little crazy. Chris Paul. It's going to be out six to eight weeks with that's, a broken that's, thumb. That's going to hurt. So what, what, what are we feeling? What do you think down the stretch is, is your bet? So I've kind of gone back and forth with this, but I'm going to stick with my pick from the beginning of the season. I think that the Bucks are going to repeat. And they're, they're, plus, they're plus 600 right now um, at WinBet to, to win it all. And I look at the state of the Eastern Conference. You have Philly, who's – you know, who obviously just got James, Brooklyn, who just got Ben. We haven't seen them together yet. They're still going to have to mesh. Chicago still isn't healthy. And, and like, I'm waiting on Lonzo to come back. I'm waiting on Caruso. Are they going to be able to get into enough of a rhythm to, to knock off anybody? Miami, as good as Miami is whenever they're healthy, they just started playing together. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit of a concern with me. But with the Bucks. They've already been been through the grind. They have the best player in the conference, probably in the world. Uh, they're, they're six in offensive rating. They're top ten in, in net rating. Uh, they've had a couple stretches this this year where they've looked really good. They've also gone, gone through some injuries, so, like, they've tailed off in some points. But I think that Milwaukee, when their big three is healthy, when they're in the playoffs – they're probably going to have home court advantage in like maybe the first two rounds and then might have to go to, you know, to, to more uh, like to Miami. But I just, I think that they're the most complete team and they're the only ones who have my trust right now because they've done it already. And even though that Brooke Lopez isn't there, Bobby's done an amazing job yeah. this, this season, especially shooting the three and still giving them that spacing on offense um, so I I think that Giannis 
listen, I and you know, I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, Giannis is the best player in the world, and having that on your team is a huge, huge boost, especially in the Eastern Conference where everything is kind of equal. I think whoever comes out the East, actually, that's not that's not true. I think Milwaukee, Miami, and what I assume Brooklyn is going to be, those three teams will beat whoever comes out the West. Okay. I, yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I I think the thing about, that worries me about the Bucks, like I hate that they traded DiVincenzo, man. Like that I hurts. really hate that it. Hurts. Like I think Serge can be a good fit for them if Lopez doesn't come back. But like if Lopez does come back, then you just wait. You like – what, you can't play Lopez, Bobby, and Serge. Like, there's just not enough minutes to go around, especially when they go small ball with Giannis at the five. Like, I just don't – I don't see the the fit there. And, like, of course, Pat Connaughton gets hurt right away. So, like, it's yeah. the perfect – you need the DiVincenzo minutes. I think the intriguing thing for them, I know Woj has been – was reporting it this past week, is that they're the front runners for Drogic. So, like, if they get Drogic – I mean, he really hasn't played this year, but I don't hate that as like a DiVincenzo Connaughton replacement right now. I feel like that could work. But you're right. There's a lot of uncertainty in the East. I feel like the Bucks, at least we know what their core can do when they're together from last year. So, like, I, I like that pick for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also crazy because there was a point where, like, the big three in terms of Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday, I think, like, in the first 20 games together – they were like eighteen and two, or something, something crazy like that. Like they are, they are really good when all three of them are, are there. And so now, now we're we're past the All Star break. We're in the last twenty five ish games of the season. Let's see what happens whenever they they turn it on. They start, you know, locking in, getting ready for the postseason, trying to get into the rhythm. And but I, I've I've thought since the beginning of the, of the year that they're gonna make it out the East, and so I just think that like at plus six hundred, they still have a lot of value to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going different award for my future. I'm going yeah. MVP. Um, because the finals, I I don't like. I don't know if I have a great grip on the finals. I think like I think Phoenix is the best team. Obviously, losing Chris Paul, they might lose the one seed out of that. And I don't know if I want to play Golden State at home. Um, at any point, so. Yeah, that um, I'm they gotta get Dre back though. Yeah, that's true. The Warriors need Draymond. That's exactly that. Like, there's so many injuries slash like question <laughs> yeah, so marks everywhere. Injuries. Where it's like, I'm like, I really don't know who's gonna win. I think it's it's gonna be very interesting. It's an intriguing, um, both sides of the conference, both conferences. It's gonna be really intriguing down the stretch. But I'm looking at the MVP, and I don't know how you feel about this one. I think Jokic. I think he should be the MVP. I know Embiid is the – Joel Embiid's the MVP favorite. Cole Jokic plus 280, not a ton of value here. But I just think in terms of if we're talking most valuable player, there is no doubt he is the most valuable player to his team in the NBA. Um, this season, the Nuggets, with Jokic on the floor per 100 possessions, they're plus 9.7. With him off the floor, they're minus 10.4. So they are a grand total of t- plus 20.1 net with Jokic on off the floor. Their rate, net rating with him off the floor is worse than the Pistons, who have the worst net rating in the NBA. So without Nicole Jokic, you could make the argument that the Denver Nuggets are the worst team in the NBA. With him, they are the sixth seed in the West right now. And I think the case for Jokic can be made because Embiid and the Sixers, 
and they're making a little bit of a charge, but there's a probably good chance they fall around that four or five area in the East. I don't know if they get up to three, especially with how Cleveland has been playing. Like, I feel like they're kind of like a, a seed stealer at this point. Um, Jokic and the Nuggets, they're sixth, but they play the 24th easiest schedule the rest of the way, or 23rd easiest schedule, excuse me, the rest of the way. So if they can make a little run here, maybe maybe they get to the four, they get a home playoff game, which is what happened last year and he won MVP. Even if they get to the five, I think he has a legitimate case for MVP as long as they avoid the uh, the play-in tournament. I just think, like, you look at how they've fared without him this year, like, he is far and away the most important player. The Denver roster is really not good if you take Jokic off that team. No, like, awful. with Jamal and Michael Porter hurt, like, they stink. So the fact that they're like a, a like they're gonna make the playoffs. They're either gonna make the play in or they're gonna make the playoffs outright. Like it's it's gonna happen. So if they can make a little run here with the easier part of their schedule, I think he has a legit shot to win this award. That's 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 fair. That's fair. And I'll give you that. I'm on the opposite side. I'm on Embiid to win to an MVP. But I mean, you're right, Jokic does have like this value at plus two eighty. It's not like we haven't seen somebody win it at the bottom. Russ won it, and they were the sixth seed in 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. Like, I think it was the – I think everybody understood, like, yeah, if Russ wasn't on this team, they would be, you know, they, they would be picking in the top five, and it's kind of the same thing with, with the Nuggets. I just think with Embiid, they they are in content – like, they're two and a half games back, but they're still in contention, in theory, for the number one seed. That's true. In, in a – Eastern Conference that's like loaded. It's so crazy to think that you have you have Miami, Miami, Brooklyn, uh, Miami, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Chicago, and um, and Cleveland, right? And mm-hmm. one of those teams isn't going to make the second round. Yeah, right? like it's so it's so. Oh, and Philly, right? So you have six teams that are legitimately there. So and two of them are going to make the the second round. Those. That conference is so stacked, and for Embiid to come in and for them to basically be in the same situation as Denver where you lose your second-best player and you don't have them for a majority of the season. Granted, he has Tobias, but Tobias has been eh this year. Yeah. But he still had them in, in the running for the number one seed in the better conference. That's why I would have Embiid over it. But, like, I, I'm not – I'm not hating, you know, on on the Jokic, but he's definitely going to be. I think they're one and two, and then you oh, yeah. Giannis, and then you can put Giannis as like a close third. But um, but that's those on off numbers are shocking. It's crazy, dude. It's it's like the argument I've been making for him the whole year is just like they're horrendous when he's off the floor. Like <laughs> they they can't like I don't know how like credit to Mike Malone how he's handled the non Jokic minutes to like be able to still win games where it's like we're going to get killed in the 10 minutes, 15 minutes Jokic doesn't play, but like we're still going to win. Like that's that's coaching, but it's also just Jokic is just a fantastic player. Like it was almost my argument for Steph last year of like, and then they didn't even get out of the play-ins. So like he def- like Jokic was clearly the MVP last year. I'm not saying he wasn't the MVP, but like it was the argument for Steph last year was like the Warriors were like the worst offense in the league when Steph wasn't on the floor last year. And so yeah. it's like, okay, I mean, and then they're like top 10 when he's on the floor. It's like that's the value. I just think like most valuable player is is such a, a broad term in the NBA where it's like sometimes they just they give it to the guy who's on the number one team in the, the 
number one seed who's the best mm-hmm. player. And then there's other times it's like, okay, this guy like is by far the most valuable player in, in the league right now in terms of what he does for his team. Yeah, um, I, I think I, th- I think we're too far. I've I've I can't stand though when people are like, oh well, technically like the the definition of valuable. I I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of that because we are so at least now because we're so far in to like to the NBA and, and MVP that like if it was truly most valuable, LeBron would have LeBron has been playing for like 19 years now. LeBron would have like 12 MVPs. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. If we're doing that, like Jordan would have had 10 MVPs, you know, like it's, we're, we're so far into it. I think that everybody should understand what we're doing with the, mm-hmm. with the, um, with the award and then just roll with that. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's kick it to best bets. My guy, we got no let's NBA do, tonight. Let's, do it. let's close it out. Yeah. Not, not ideal with no NBA. Cause we're both NBA guys, but uh, you're looking college basketball, a little ACC action. Who you got tonight? So, okay, so this is like a battle, specifically right now. This is going to be a battle of bums with with Florida, <laughs> with Florida State and Boston College playing against each other. Um, Florida State has lost seven of eight. They they don't look good. We, we were talking earlier. They look like a completely different team since they beat Duke earlier in the mm-hmm. year. Uh, but this is kind of more of a fading Boston College spot right now. Right, Boston College is at the bottom of the of the ACC. They are 14th in the conference in offensive efficiency. They shoot 27% from three, and they have an effective field goal percentage of 44.5%. They are they're awful on offense. And so I'd, and even in defensive efficiency in the conference, they're 10th, right, out of 15th. So they're, they're just not a good basketball team. I think that Florida State, they showed a little bit of fight against Duke in the last game. They ended up losing, but – but they still show like that they still have some competitive spirit in them. And so I just can't trust Boston College to to come out here and, and beat somebody when when you shoot as bad as they do. And so this is really a fade Boston College spot more than a oh I love Florida State tonight. Um but that's that's where I'm going. I like that pick a lot. I like it for sure. Um I'm gonna go to the WCC for my best okay. bet. Looking at uh San Francisco Dons, big road favorites against Pacific, who's actually won three straight home games but only has eight wins on the year. Um, They've also only covered five times all season. So um, I'm selling high on them, as high as you possibly can sell (laughs) um, in this game. And really, it's this is like a simple handicap for me because San Francisco has been really good this year. They're 21-7, and and they've basically handled – everyone in the WCC except for Gonzaga and St. Mary's, which like that's the class of the conference right there. That Those are the two teams that they've struggled with. Um, they upset Davidson earlier this year. They hung tough with BYU. Like this is a solid basketball team. I don't know if they make the NCAA tournament just because like this is not really a multi-bid league like after D- Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Like I don't know if – they could always win the conference tournament, but I don't know if, they, um, if they're able to get in from that. But they're – I think the third best team in this conference, um, they're top 100 in points per game um, and, and opponent points per game, top 50 in um, opponent effective field goal percentage. Like this is a really solid basketball team and Pacific is just, I mean, they're terrible, man. They rank um, 219 in points per game, 278 in um, opponent field goal percentage, and they rank 310 in their own in scoring. So like, this is just, this That's team's awful. bad. They're really, really bad. There's a reason they've only won eight games. Um, 
I don't love laying the points, like this many points, but it's just such a lopsided matchup. I think San Francisco is easily able to take it. Wow. So, yeah, it's this uh, good, 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 uh, good college basketball league for sure. Um, so that's our best bets for Monday. We appreciate you guys hanging with us. Got a little all star talk in there, a little NBA second half. We will have more for you on Thursday, another episode of Bet and Breakfast at 7 a.m. Again, the new time. You can subscribe here on YouTube, give us a like, um, and follow us at BetSided on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We will catch you guys on Thursday, and may all your bets hit. 